Being contagious um, is all about sharing your faith. So in church world, there's a word for that, and that word is evangelism. It's a very kind of churchy word, uh, evangelism. Um, but, but basically, that means inviting people to Jesus. And that's what this whole series of Contagious is about, to be contagious, to invite people to Jesus. And last week, uh, Andy, one of the elders in the church, showed us that contagious Christianity starts with enjoying Jesus. If he loving Jesus, having his love in us will spill out. And that is kind of the beginning of all this contagious stuff. That's the first leg of the stool. So if you go to the next slide, here is on the slide. There you go. That really is incredible, isn't it? I love that. Anyway, um, so the first leg of the stool is, is enjoy. Enjoy Jesus has to be the, the, the foundation of this whole being contagious idea. Next week, uh, Peter, one of their elders, is going to show us that communicating the gospel is also essential. That's leg number three. And you have to have all three legs of a stool. Um, so the second leg, which is what we're going to look at this week, is connect. You've got to connect with people. You need all three legs to be contagious. You've got to enjoy Jesus, connect with people, and communicate something, communicate the gospel. And this week, we're looking at that, that, that middle one of connecting, connecting with people. Now, one of the, the Christians that I admire the most in all of the world is, is an American lady called Becky Pippett. She's an evangelist, so she goes around telling people about Jesus, sharing her faith with lots and lots of people. But also she, she trains people to do evangelism. She trains people to share their faith. She, she trains people to be contagious all over the world. And um, in one of her books, and, and often when, when she does talk, she tells this brilliant, brilliant story of connecting with people. So um, just one day, just a normal day, she was driving along um, and it was warm, so she had the windows open and she just came up to a, a traffic light, so it was a, a red light, so she stopped, had the radio on, a completely normal day. All the best stories start with it was a normal day, don't they? It's a completely normal day, just you know, driving along the road, stopping at a, at, at a red light, and suddenly, something comes through the window and kind of smacks her in the face, just as she's about to go. So the green light comes on, something comes to the window, smacks her in the face, and she's already driving, but she realises, oh, hang on, something has just hit me, a little bit shaken, so she, she drives along a bit and manages to pull over just to check that everything is still there, uh, nothing's broken, and to, just to check what it was that came through the window. So with a slight kind of red uh, face, she kind of reaches down uh, by her, her feet in the car and she pulls up a bit of scrunched up paper. So she opens it up and it's an evangelistic gospel tract, which is basically a, like a little document um, telling someone about the good news of Jesus. And what someone had done, what some Christian had done, is thought, I know how to connect with people. I will get one of these documents I will scrunch it up and I will stand by the traffic lights. And I love imagining this scene, just this, this, this kind of Christian with a piece of paper in their hand, be like, okay, we need a red light and we need a window open. They're the two things we need to do this. Okay, there's one, bang. Okay, excellent, job done for today. And she calls that evangelism, she calls that torpedo evangelism. Just quite a cool name, isn't it? Torpedo evangelism. But as fun as that sounds... 
as fun as torpedo evangelism sounds, that is not the kind of connecting that we want to be associated with here in Trinity. That does sound fun. But that's not the kind of connecting, kind of throwing something into someone's face. That's not the connecting we talk about uh, today. Because in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew's Gospel chapter 5, Jesus says that Christians are salt, not torpedoes. That's a very important distinction that I want you all to remember this week. Jesus says that Christians are salt, not torpedoes. Salt is great. It makes food tasty, but only if it's in the food. Right? That that's almost goes without saying. If the salt is still in the box or still in the wrapper, still in the shaker, it's not really doing anyone any good. It's only when it's in the food or on the food that the salt is making a difference. And in the same way, Jesus is saying... Christians can, can introduce people to Jesus, but only if we have a real connection with them. Otherwise, it doesn't really work. You can only really share your faith with someone if you have a connection with them. Really, you can only share your faith with someone, I think, if you like them. It's really hard to, to, to invite someone to, to know Jesus if you don't like that person. So being contagious means to be less torpedo and more salt. Agreed? Okay, so five people agree. Maybe I'll ask that at the end and see if we can get double figures. Be less torpedo and more salt. Now, we're going to get to um, kind of really super practical things in a few minutes, and we're going to see a, a couple of Bible examples of what real connecting is and what it looks like and what it could be for us. But first, we need to see the big picture. The really kind of, kind of practical, specific stuff we'll get to. But we've got to start with the big picture. To be a contagious Christian, you need to truly connect with people. You, you need to like them. How, how do you do that? Big picture, by being human. Okay, be human. Put your hand up if you are human. Yes, that is almost everybody. Um, if you didn't, then maybe it kind of feels like you're in Blade Runner or something. But uh, I promise you are all human. Um, that wasn't a trick question. You are human. So to, 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 to connect with people, the big picture is be human. And according to the Bible, every one of you that is human has dignity and worth because all humans, whatever age, background, just every human... Are made, is made in the image of God. Every human everywhere has been made to reflect God in the world that he's created. The first two chapters of the Bible, Genesis 1 and 2, give us a little bit of taste, a little taste of what that means. And it means lots of things. It means being creative. It, it means being generous. It, it means working. It means a whole load of things to be made in God's image. But I think the main thing it means is that you are relational because God is. If you want to know what it really means to be human, you've got to actually look at what it means for God to be God. A really, really important basis. And I think that, that's the primary thing. Being human means you're relational because God is. Humans, including you, humans are made to, to connect with others. Your human heart beats to, to feel another human's heartbeat. And according to the Bible, that is good. That is a good thing. 
but there's a problem. And maybe you spotted the problem pretty quickly. We don't like everyone, do we? Sometimes we don't even want to like everyone. And sometimes, let's be honest, not everyone is actually likable. Don't look at anybody. <laughs> but not everyone's likable all the time. Because, and the, well, the, the reason for that is that soon after Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 is Genesis 3. This is super profound. You are, you're enjoying this, aren't you? After Genesis 1 and 2 comes Genesis 3, the fall, the fall of humanity, where sin enters the world. The fall of humanity disfigures the image of God in humans. Humans are still, even now, still made, created in God's image, but we no longer reflect it clearly. Because of the fall, because of Genesis 3, all humans are spiritually dead, and relationships can be toxic, can't they? There's no such thing anymore of an easy relationship. Relationships are painful. Relationships are fleeting, aren't they? On every scale of relationships, they're hard and painful and fleeting. And it's easy, I think, for, for all of us, whether we're a Christian or not, for all of us to feel isolated from the world that's out there. But I think particularly as Christians, um, it's true to say that the world is messed up. In lots and lots and lots of ways, the world is messed up. And if you're a Christian, connecting with the world without enjoying Jesus is dangerous. That's really important for us to get this afternoon. Connecting with the world without enjoying Jesus is so, so dangerous. In all this talk this afternoon about connecting with people, actually your, your primary connection, your most important, highest connection has to be with Jesus. But equally, loving Jesus or, or saying that we love Jesus, but withdrawing from the world isn't a healthy option either. Actually, saying we love Jesus, but withdrawing from the world is really the basis of that torpedo evangelism. I want to get as far away from other people, from the world as possible, but just close enough so I can throw something at them and hit them in the face with Jesus or whatever. See, withdrawing from the world like that is actually inhuman. It's inhuman. Actually, it's worse than being inhuman. Withdrawing like that from the world is ungodly. The reason I say that is because of John 1 and verse 14. You don't need to turn to it. Uh, Let me read just this uh, one sentence in the beginning of John's gospel. John 1, verse 14. This is why I think that withdrawing is ungodly. So this, the words became flesh and dwelt among us. Now the word is kind of like a, like a, a code name for Jesus in the beginning of John's gospel. So what John is saying in his introduction is saying the word Jesus became flesh and dwelt, lived among us. Jesus doesn't withdraw, so I don't think we should either. So whenever we're kind of withdrawing from the world, from people around us, I think that's ungodly because it's not what God did or does. Jesus loves the world, so he connects. He connects with humanity by becoming human. He came down 
into this mess of a world to win the world. Jesus is not interested in torpedo evangelism on any level. He comes into the world to save and to win the world. The world around us is dark and there's lots in our culture that is dangerous. But if you and I retreat, then we stop being human. If we retreat, then we stop. We cease to be like Jesus. So the first thing to say, the big picture thing to say about connecting with other people is just be human. Be a, be a human. Dive in. Connect with other people. With your eyes open, of course. With your eyes open, fixed on Jesus. But be human and dive in and connect with other people. You have to connect with people. You have to connect with people because you can't, you can't evangelise to someone, you can't share your faith with someone who either you don't know or you don't like. That's kind of just how we're made as humans. We're made to connect with people. And if you love Jesus and you want to kind of share your faith with other people, well, you've got to connect with them. Connecting with people means, it means just being with people, any people. It means spending time with them, getting to know them, asking questions, eating with them. All of those things Jesus did. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So to be a contagious Christian, you need to be enjoying Jesus. But also you need to truly connect with people. How do you do that big picture? With your eyes open, fixed on Jesus, just be human. Too often I see Christians, and and I struggle with this too, but too often I see Christians withdrawing from the world, from the places where they live, either physically, in in that idea of retreating, so you kind of literally physically withdraw or or, uh, retreat from people around you. Or sometimes as Christians we, we retreat socially, and we're just a bit weird. Like more weird than, you know, we are normally. We kind of go like robotic. Suddenly it comes up that we're Christians and we sort of have to turn on this weird Christian robot and be like, I am a Christian. Just too often we withdraw socially by being weird. But the big picture of connecting, really the starting point of connecting is just be human. Just be a human and live with other people. Be a human. But specifically, that's the big picture. Specifically, be human by being you. So be human, but be you. So you've had one go at it. Put your hand up if you are you. Please, everyone, put that hand up. <laughs> this isn't whether you like being you. That's another conversation. But you are all you. You are you. And you are you, and you are you. And hopefully you're seeing that this isn't sort of some weird, this kind of connecting contagiousness stuff isn't like scientific kind of brain-bending, you know, rocket science stuff. It's just be human and be you. I want to take you to, to two short Bible passages, um, and we're going to get sort of start to get super practical as we do that. So if you have a, a Bible, there's, there'll be some of uh, kind of these... Bible's here knocking around somewhere, some at the front, some at the back. Is anyone 
wants them. Hannah has stood up so she can be Bible monitor. If Anna wants them. So if you want to turn um, to John chapter 1. So back to John chapter 1. Which in one of these church Bibles is on page, uh, well, 887. We're going to look at. 887. Well, bottom of 886. But anyway, John 1. Uh, verse 40 to 45. We're going to read two kind of sh- really short passages about people that are connecting with others. And I'll read them out. But as I read them, I want you to ask this question, or no, answer this question in your head. So answer this question in your head. Who do these guys connect with and how do they connect? Okay, so I'm just going to read two short passages. Um, how, uh, who do these guys connect with? That's the question. Who do these guys connect with And how do they do it? Okay, so I'm going to read John 1, verse 40 to 45. One of the two who heard John speak, John the Baptist speak, and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Okay, that's passage and example number one. So you can keep your finger in there if you want to. And uh, turn to Luke chapter five which is on page 861, 861. And we're just going to read three verses here in the end of Luke 5, verses 27 to 29. So same question, who is this guy connecting with and how does he do it, okay? So the end of Luke 5 goes like this. Uh, After this, uh, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, Levi rose and followed Jesus. And Levi made, a, made him a great feast in his house, and there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with them. So two super short passages, just a couple of examples of what it means to connect and be contagious. How do these guys connect? I don't think it's any more scientific than they were just being themselves. So first we had Andrew. Andrew followed Jesus, uh, but he didn't think, okay, right, now I'm a follower of Jesus. Now I've got to live in the wilderness and dress and preach like John the Baptist. That that wasn't his first thought, was it? His first thought, well, what did he do? He follows Jesus, and then what? He goes and finds who? His brother. And says, look, I've just found the Messiah, which is, I just love that understatement of a story. But he, goes to, he just goes to his brother Simon and says, look, come and meet Jesus with me. And then Philip, kind of the next day or, or, or soon after, responds to Jesus. And who does he go and tell? Just tells his mate, Nathaniel. Oh, hey, buddy, come and, come and meet Jesus with me. Simple. Levi is my favourite. I wonder if you can work out why Levi is my, my favourite. He... Levi is a tax collector, so kind of the, the biggest baddie that you can get back then. 
they're not that much more popular now, are they, tax collectors? But here was a big baddie. Jesus comes to him and says, follow me. So Levi responds to Jesus. But he doesn't think, okay, great, now I follow Jesus. Now I can, or I, I should sort of withdraw a little bit, but close enough to be able to do some torpedo evangelism. You know, I've got some kind of written Christian things here and I'm just going to step back a little bit and just kind of lob, you know, gospel Jesus things out. No, what does he do? He invites his mates over for dinner. I like to think that he used to do that quite often. I like to think that he would have dinner parties with his friends and colleagues and neighbours like all the time. Maybe, it, maybe because he was showing off, maybe because he just liked having dinner parties. Um, I'm not sure. But this one was different because Jesus was invited. Jesus was involved as well. And that's how Christi- uh, contagious Christians connect. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to be really scientific and impressive. Contagious Christians connect by being human and by being themselves. So be human and be you. You don't have to be someone else. Just get to know the people around you. Get to know and, and, and like the people around you. And that's, and that's connecting. But that's what it means to connect. I think that there are four types of person sitting here in Trinity this afternoon. And I think I'm pretty sure every one of you is going to be in one of these four categories of people. So listen up because there's, a, there's an explanation and there's a challenge for every one of these four groups. Now, some of you um, already have real connections with people who need Jesus. As I've been talking about, you know, having to connect and, and, and care and listen to people, you're thinking, yeah, well, there's this person and, and, and this person and this person and this person. You know lots of people, you like them, you have lots of conversations with them, even conversations about Jesus. Well, the challenge for you, if that's you, if you're someone who, who already has all of these or lots of these com- uh, connections and conversations, the challenge for you is, is where are those connections going? Where are those connections going? We're going to hear more about this next week, uh, next Sunday afternoon. But, but really the question is, are you inviting your friends, the, these connections, are you inviting them to Jesus? Maybe this is the week where you invite someone, a friend you know, Maybe this is the week where you're going to invite them to read John's gospel with you. Don't be weird about it. They're your friends. They like you already. You don't need to be weird. Just, just kind of be you, but be thinking about what you'd like to communicate to them about Jesus this week. So if that's you, that's your challenge. The second group of people, and this is probably a a bigger group of us in Trinity, is this. Some of you know lots of people who need Jesus. There's crowds of people that you know that are around you that need Jesus, but you don't feel connected with them. Or or maybe you're not even sure if you know them enough to, to really like them, to communicate about Jesus with them. Maybe you're thinking about work colleagues. You know, if you work... In, a, in an office or in a school, you're surrounded by work colleagues all week, aren't you? Probably more than anybody else. You're going to be hanging out with your work colleagues 
perhaps for you, these connections uh, or, or, or semi-connections are with family members, people that you just see occasionally, every so often. Maybe they're with neighbours or acquaintances at, at a toddler group or, or at a sporting club or something like that. The challenge for you, if that's you, if you know lots of people that need Jesus but you're not connected with them yet, the challenge for you is simply just to connect with these people. Are you going to connect with these people that God has given you? Are you asking good questions and having real conversations? Are you taking an interest in them? It can be as simple as just asking what they did last weekend. So if you're back in work tomorrow, oh, hey, how was your weekend? What did you do? And then actually listen to their answer. And maybe they'll ask you what you did at the weekend. And you can say, well, I worked in the garden and I uh, went shopping and I went to church. Maybe you need to learn about these people's hobbies and maybe actually try them out. Maybe you need to Google their favourite football team and then ask them on a Monday or Tuesday, oh, how did your team get on at the weekend? Are they doing okay? Did you go and see them? Uh, maybe you need to ask these people around you like, to list their favourite movies. If, if they're fans of movies, just easy question, what are your top five movies? And then if it's appropriate, watch them. And then you can have something to talk about with them maybe just as something as simple as asking them about their family tell me about your family how are they doing who's in your family and listen and and try to remember names and who they are maybe you need to uh, this evening when you get back home maybe you just need to pray for them maybe on the way to work in the car or on the bus or on the train pray for the your work colleagues that you're meeting with maybe on the way home from work pray for your family pray for your neighbors Pray for it to, to be able to take opportunities to, to talk and connect with people you don't know. Maybe you just need to think ahead to things that you know the church is going to be doing to be able to invite people to. So maybe you're thinking, look, I know, I know lots of work colleagues, but we're not really connected. I know I actually know my neighbours, but we're not really connected. But I'd love them to come to church. Well, look, in a few weeks' time, at the end of October, uh, there's a light party, uh, which is for kids, kind of a, a Halloween alternative and in a few months time it's Christmas Uh, that's like a bad word in September isn't it but in a few months time there's Christmas three months or so and surprise surprise there will be Christmas events in church isn't that controversial we will have carol concerts and carol services here in Trinity Chippenham in December in three months time so you've got three months Okay, I want to invite this person or this family to a carol service at Trinity. You've got three months to start connecting, to start talking and listening. Again, don't be weird about it, but just just get to know people. Just be you. Like, they know you already. You don't need to be weird. But just be thinking, okay, how can I get to know these people? Like, what makes them tick? What do they think about? What do they worry about? How can I share my heart with these people so that maybe in December, oh, look, it's Christmas and I wondered if you wanted to come to my church's carol service. Think about that now, this week, for three months' time. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you, someone who knows lots of people but aren't really connected. There's some things that you can chew and to think about 
this week. There's a third group of people uh, in this church, and, and, and this is you, I think. It's a bit of a different problem, but some of you maybe are there thinking, look, I don't, I don't fit into really to any of those first two groups because, because I'm simply not around people who aren't already Christians. So there's quite a few people in the church who kind of do Christian jobs. Uh, I'm one of them, and, and I struggle with this. I'm, I'm, like, I'm around Christians all the time, and that's great because you're the guys that I'm around. But when you're thinking about really connecting with people outside of church, I'm like, yeah, but my, like my week is, is with Christians, which is fun, but, but how, how can you meet other people who, who aren't Christians? Well, the challenge for you, and, and, and there is a few of you in the church that are like this, including myself, the challenge for, for you and for me is where can we go to find some connections? Like any connections. Where can you go where there are people that like what you like? I think that's really the question that if this is you, you need to ask yourself, where can you go where people like what you like? If you like reading novels, maybe you need to join one of the reading groups at the library. If you like cooking, maybe you could cook something nice for neighbours that have just moved into the area. If you like train spotting, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but if you like train spotting, maybe you need to go to, I don't know, the train station and maybe stand on the platform with the other train spotters and introduce yourself. Maybe, if this is you, maybe you need to not wash your own car, but take it to a car wash and go there regularly to the same car wash every, you know, six months or however often you're supposed to wash your car. Just go to the same one and just meet and get to know the people that are washing your car. Maybe if you go to a hairdresser's or barber's, maybe you need to go to the same one every time and speak to the person doing your hair. If you like going to coffee shops, maybe you need to go to the same one and get to know the staff. Maybe if you like sort of running and being fit. Maybe you need to start doing the park run that goes in that park over there every Saturday morning. It's free, it's 5K, you won't see me there just yet. But if that is you, why not join the park run? And going every week, you will meet the same people. See, look, don't be weird about it, but just be a bit intentional. If you don't know many people that aren't Christians, just, just think it through. Maybe for you, this is the week that you're going to sign up to an evening class at the college just up the road. Just imagine. Just think, what, what kind of church would this be if we all took our challenge into this week? If you took that challenge seriously and into this week and you thought about it and prayed about it and did something about it, what kind of church would we be? I think we'd be a church that is involved I think that would be a great description of a church that does these things. Just a group of people, a group of Christians that are involved. I think as a church, we would be the kind of place that, that the communities in Chippenham would miss if we suddenly disappeared. Do you think we're there yet? Maybe, I don't know. Would, people, would Chippenham miss Trinity if we weren't here? I think that's a challenging but a really good question to ask when we're thinking about connecting as individuals but as a church family are we really connecting with Chippenham or with the town or the place that we live would people miss us because of the connections 
that we have. That's three groups of people. I think there's a fourth group of person that's probably here this afternoon in Trinity. And that is um, you if you're not a Christian. I don't want to assume that all of you are here and are Christians. But I want to say that if you're not a Christian, we're just really glad you're here to spend your Sunday afternoon in this incredible room with us incredible people. Um, no, we're really glad that you're here. But can I challenge you as well? I've challenged the other three groups and I want to challenge you too if you're not a Christian. And this is the question, this is the challenge. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with him? I hope that you've seen even just a little glimpse today that following Jesus doesn't stop you from being human. I hope you've seen even in a glimpse that that, that Jesus does not stop you from being you. But he does promise to free you from your biggest problem, which is that inside you are broken. Inside, isn't it true that, that, that you hide the real you from everyone you know? Maybe as I've been talking about being human and, and being you, you've just thought, well, I can't be me because look, I know what me is like. And I, don't wanna, I just want to hide because I'm broken and messy and messed up. And I want to tell you this afternoon that you are all of those things. You are broken, you are messy, and you are messed up. But everyone in this room knows what that feels like. Everyone knows what that is like. Jesus promises to free you from your biggest problem. Jesus loves you with a love that will never, ever let you go. Jesus loves you with the kind of love that your broken heart beats for. The most important connection that you can have, the most important connection that you can make today is with Jesus. With all the talk of of, of being human and living kind of in the world and being a normal human person, all the talk about being you, with all your kind of accents and and gifts and struggles and interests and hobbies. And with all the talk of that, the the most important connection you can have is with Jesus. And the good news is that you don't need to jump anywhere. You don't need to run far to meet Jesus. You don't need to do anything. Jesus offers himself to you and I'm inviting you to know him. And all you need to do is to say to Jesus, yes, yes. Yes, please. I want you to fix me. I want you to be in my life. I want you to, 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 to save me from my brokenness. That's the offer that Jesus gives you today. So, to be a contagious Christian, you need to truly connect with others. You will never do this. You will never tell people about Jesus if you don't, uh, with someone who you don't like. So get and meeting, get out to meet people. This isn't just a thing for extroverts. Some of you are extroverts and you're like, yes, from the front, they've told me to go and speak with people. Amazing. I'm an introvert. I'm kind of hating saying that you have to connect with people. But it's not about being extrovert or introvert. It's not about being, you know, a professional Christian and not. It's just about being human. And it's just about being you. Jesus loves you. 
He became human for you because he loves you. So be human and be you. Go and connect with whoever it is that you meet. Long conversations, short conversations, just go and connect. So this week, this week, who are you going to connect with? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you um, that you love us and we thank you for Jesus that he loved us so much that he became flesh and dwelt among us. And we do ask, Father, we would be people, we'd be a church, we'd be individuals and we'd be a church family who don't retreat, who don't withdraw. But we pray that you would help us by your spirit to be people who engage with other people that you have made, other people made in your image. We pray for your help, that we would be people who who love those around us with the love that you have loved us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Amen.